beautiful day. I've got this magical feeling. That exercise makes me feel fantastic. <laughs> Doesn't it? Awesome, amazing, energetic, enthusiastic about life, healthy, fit, strong and lean. Isn't that what exercise is supposed to do for us? So if you've got a, a purpose to exercise, so I've got this enormous uh, pile of rocks here. It's getting smaller, but it's, it's a pretty big pile of rocks, 10 tonne, and I've had about 100 tonne delivered. And I've got to move these rocks. So do I want to move the rocks in a way that's going to be the quickest way, the fastest way, the most effective way, and the safest way? Or would I pick the slowest way, a, risk, a risky, dangerous way, and one that's going to take the longest amount of time? And of course, that just sounds ridiculous. So why is it that if we've got stuff to do in our life, we want our body to look a certain way, we want to have a certain energy level, we want our life to... Uh, Go in a direction that's going to be successful, profitable, happy, strong, tough, mentally fit, all of the great stuff that exercise can do for us. Why would we do a second-rate exercise when there's the best exercises to do? And there's a lot of questions to ask there, but the first one that I always ask is this. What's going to use the most muscles, the most joints, uh, the fire up the endocrine system and fire up the central nervous system faster than anything? And it's a simple question. Would that be little exercises or big exercises? Why do we do little exercises and break the body up into little pieces when there's big exercises to do which work all the muscles in your body and because you have to lift a heavier weight because you're lifting all the muscle or using all the muscles in your body to lift with, your endocrine system fires up, the central nervous system fires up and they are the two things that produce the hormones that give us strength, vitality, energy, they burn, uh, force our body to burn fat faster. They're all the things that make the body work. Big exercises to get big results. So why do we do little exercises and break the body up into little pieces? I think it's a really important question to ask. Ask yourself if you are an exercise professional. Ask your exercise professional if you're investing time, money, energy in somebody who's giving you advice. And if you go to the internet and look for what's the best exercise for my abs or what's the best exercise for my back or what's the best exercise for my legs, you'll get plenty of answers, millions of them, maybe even billions now. But wouldn't it be a good idea to go to social media with a really good understanding of how your human body works or even better, you wouldn't have to go to social media because you know what works and what doesn't work. So there's just some simple questions to ask. Do you want an exercise program that's really fast and effective and gives you the best results safely? Or do you want an exercise program that is slow, boring, uh, doesn't get a high hormonal response? takes a really long time to work and it puts your body under risk. And I just think, again, I just feel ridiculous asking those questions because why would you want that? 
So the beautiful thing is when you do big exercises, you use all the muscles, you use all the joints, you use the endocrine system and the central nervous system at peak performance rather than 50% effort, 50% result, tiny exercise, tiny result. So great questions to ask. Is this exercise going to give me the best result in the shortest period of time in the safest way possible? And if the answer's no, there's a great question to ask. Why would you do it? Now, you can do whatever you want, of course, and there's plenty of people that just go to the gym because they love to exercise and they love breaking their body up into lots of pieces. And they they don't care even if they're going to get injured, and I get that because it used to be me. I used to say, well, I can't get injured because I'm young and I'm bulletproof and I can never get hurt. But I'm now asking you as an exercise professional or as a coach, if people are putting their life in your hands, the safety of their joints in your hands, their results in your hands, would it be a really good idea to have very capable hands? If, you, if you've got a choice between a poor exercise and an effective exercise, wouldn't it be irresponsible to pick the poor one? Even if it's popular, you know that beautiful quote, 50 million people doing a dumb thing doesn't mean it's not a dumb thing. It just means that 50 million people have got, they've been following each other or they listen to what everybody else is doing or they want to do what everybody else is doing. So as I'm out here with my big pile of rocks, what I need to do is I need to move them fast I need, obviously some of them are light, but some of them are really heavy. So I need to do it safely. But even with light ones, when you move this number of rocks, if you do it over and over and over, and I'll give you a classic example. I've just got got back from a rhomboid injury. I, I pulled really, really did some damage to one of my back muscles from doing picking. So I was doing some serious picking and what I was doing was the same overuse injury. So it's a compound exercise and perfectly safe unless you do it over and over and over and over and over. So I've got, I had to recover from that injury. But what was interesting was, was everything hurt. I had one injury, but it affected everything that I did. So every time I move my arm, even every time I move my legs, because you're, every time you move, everything else moves. Woohoo! My back hurt every time I moved. I'm sharing that with you for a simple reason because I, I, in fact, there's two reasons. One is I want to share with you that getting injury teaches me so much because it teaches me what not to do again, learn from your mistakes. Uh, It teaches me how the human body works because how do you learn about injury unless you really get to feel what's going on? And it was a classic example for me of... uh, Woo! (laughs) How cool is that? That scared the shit out of me, which is what happens... Uh, now I've got adrenaline, I've got norepinephrine, I've got uh, cortisol because I thought the rocks were going to fall on me. And that's, what, that's one of the things that's really awesome about the human body. When it's under threat, it goes. And it goes at 100% effort. It doesn't go slowly. What a great thing. Thank you, Rockpile, for doing that. That was great. So what I learned from my injury is that one small injury affects the entire body. But the, the big part of that is that when you use one muscle, you are using your entire body because your central nervous system fires up every muscle, your endocrine system fires up every muscle. So you can't just isolate one part of your body. And I always joke about this, but I'm going to joke about it again. If I could burn fat off off my tummy by doing sit-ups, I would have a very thin face because I talk a lot, which means... My face is moving all the time, so it should be really thin. I would have really thin fingers and arms because I'm moving them all the time. I would have very thin legs because I never sit down, never. But it's really interesting that we can't seem to make that connection that by using one part of the body that I'm just using that one part. What fires that muscle? 
what makes the uh, everything about that movement happen. It's not just the isolation movement of that muscle. I have to use the central nervous system. I have to use the endocrine system. I'm using the peripheral nervous system. Everything's working to get me going. So why would we break the body into small pieces so that we just get a tiny hormonal response and a tiny central nervous system response when we can get a really big response? If, if someone throws a stick at me, it probably won't bother me. But a, a pile of rocks heading towards me, I'm going to get the hell out of there because I now have a big threat. I've got a, a big, I've got to produce big hormonal responses in my body. If I do a little exercise, a little hormonal response, big exercises, big hormonal response. And particularly for women, because I know that blokes probably get this because blokes understand that if you lift heavy, you get uh, you produce testosterone, human growth hormone, and you get bigger and you get stronger. It seems that for some reason women don't want to get bigger and stronger. Well, we can't get bigger because we don't have testicles, and that's where testosterone is produced. We have a, a tiny amount in our body, and I wish we had more because it means we could get stronger faster. But I want to maintain my testosterone, my human growth hormone. I want my entire endocrine system to work effectively. And I want to be in control of my hormones, not the other way around. How about you? Wouldn't it be nice that if you are hormonal, uh, that you don't have to be? Because if you're fit and if you're strong, you are now, you have a fit and strong hormonal system as well. And that comes from doing big exercises, which gives us big results because the endocrine system, hormonal system has to fire up. So I will keep banging on about this forever and ever because I want our kids to grow up in a world where they can be fit and strong and healthy and not have to spend hours in the gym. I want our kids to get outside and lift rocks and, and wheelbarrows full of sand and logs and play outside and get fresh air and sunshine rather than think I have to go to the gym and lift weights. My muscles and bones are blind, so are yours. My heart and lungs are blind, so are yours. Isn't that exciting? And they can't count. So everything we do in the gym seems to be about reps and sets and numbers and numbers of weights. Here's the thing. Lift as heavy as you can. Keep going till you can't do any more. And when you can't do any more and if it's more than... And again, if I go with numbers, I'm just being ridiculous because ideally I want to play in the phosphate system, which is the 100% effort system, which is only 10 seconds. So how many can I lift safely and controlled in 10 seconds, as heavy as I possibly can, then let my body recover, and when I come back, I should be stronger. And if I'm not stronger, is it possible that I haven't gotten stronger? If I can't lift heavier, I haven't gotten stronger. Isn't that just common sense? Wouldn't it be nice if we could put some common sense back into exercise? So instead of doing silly little exercises that work one muscle at a time and we think we're burning fat off that area because we've got a burning sensation, which is not fat exploding off your body, it's just lactic acid hitting up against your nerve ending endings causing pain. And we think, who? why would we think that? That's not how the human body works. And if you are an exercise professional, don't we have a responsibility to learn how the human body works so we don't do silly stuff? I was going to say stupid shit, but that would be rude. So how about let's do big exercises for big results. Let's do safe exercises so we don't get injured and we can keep exercising for the rest of our life. And let's do effective exercises that actually work. Could that be a bloody good idea? And old lady coming at you from my big pile of rocks that nearly fell on me. That's awesome. And I will come back to you when this big pile of rocks is moved so you can see that this strong, fit human body can lift everything it wants to because it's fit and strong for long. Woohoo! Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got this magical feeling that being strong helps in every way. Woohoo!